Hey guys, welcome back to another episode here. Um, thanks for joining us today. Um, we are on part two of um, talking, part two of two, talking more about training camp, the in-between stage from training camp to launch, and a little bit um, of how we were feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can start on that. Um, so just to quickly review what we went over last one, if you didn't listen to it, or if it's been a while since... Um, you listened to it and you're just now listening to this one. Um, we just talked about kind of more of the the feeling, uh, like emotional side of training camp. Um, we didn't really go too much into detail on exactly, you know, what to um, expect, you know, just factually going in. Um, but we talked quickly about those types of things, um, specifically our emotions going into it and coming out of it, um, briefly what we learned. Um, but yeah, just to give a quick overview again of what training camp is, it's 10 days. It's in Gainesville, Georgia, Ames headquarters. Um, the entire gap year program goes there. So it could be like two to 300 kids. Well, I guess d- adults. <laughs> um, and then they have all of their staff piled on top of that. Um, you go there for 10 days, you sleep in tents. It's pretty hot. Um, and it changes lives but a lot of people actually go home at training camp. It can be a really stressful time as well. Um, you yeah. don't really get the process until afterward. And so I guess that's kind of why it's so vital, I think, to talk about the importance of that weird period of time between training camp and launch. They barely talk about it at training camp, and it's it's so important because it, like, it shapes your mindset kind of going into um, month one of the race, which is going to be like so structured. And if like, you're not used to that type of thing, you're going to, I mean, it's going to kill you. So you really got to like kind of know what you're getting into and almost stay like disciplined in this period of time. Mm. Um, yeah. it's just really important. I think that's so. very true. And I think, um, going back on what you said, Mason, about people leaving during training camp, we didn't really touch on that in the last episode, but we say these things not to scare you or like cause anxiety amongst that but it is just a factual thing that happens within squads it's definitely real um Mm -hmm. we i know our squad personally we had three people leave during training camp we had one person leave um in the period between training camp and launch but it's weird you know um we had a girl that left really early on and we also had a girl that left later on and i know for me um, starting to form a relationship with the one, with the one that left later on, it, it's weird. Like you barely know that person, but it's like you already have some sort of connection with them, and I don't know. It, it, yeah. It's weird, and it, it, it'll affect you. It'll affect your whole squad. You will move on, but it it does happen, and it's like we said. Like it is a tough ten days. They do a very good job of seeing if you're fit to go um, mentally, not even just physically, but mentally. Um, yeah, and it's not even that you have to be fit spiritually. It's just, are you ready to take like take on this challenge? Mm-hmm. Because they don't see how much scripture you know, like how in tune you are with hearing the Holy Spirit. They just want to know what your desires are and if you're willing to actually embark on this journey. Right. You also do have to take a bullet for your squad leader, but you'll learn that one sooner. Yeah, Alex. D- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I got shot to the heart. Yeah. You're to blame, Jody. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> oh. the next part we're going to go through this is coming home from training camp. So I don't know if any of you guys want to talk about Yeah, Jack? Yeah, so like we said, this part is not touched on like at all ever, but it is so serious. It is like 
a big deal. It's honestly one of the most vital Yeah. Things. Like, there has never been a vlog or a blog post. Well, there probably has been a blog post, but I've never seen a YouTube video yeah. of someone saying, welcome back to my vlog. Here's a little in-between. Like, yeah. Yeah. no one touches on how you actually feel. Yeah, like, happen. You, you, you come home, everyone knows about Camp High. Like, you come, you come home ready to leave. I know me personally and some other people in our squad, like, we, we talked about it. We were, we were ready to go just from the second we left um, mm-hmm. training camp. Yeah. And um, knowing that there's seven weeks in between the time that you leave and training camp, it's, it's kind of intense. Pat, funny story about leaving. So, I, I can't remember why. Oh, yeah. I had a flight that was, like, earlier in the day. And I had to leave with, like, two other people earlier than everybody else from training camp. So I was kind of like anxious to get home almost. Um, I just really needed some alone time. Um, And I also had been dreading this one fact. So this is actually a funny story if you guys don't know this. I think we talked about it, but right before I left, I had a, I did a no call, no show at work. And I woke (laughs) up five hours after my shift started. And I was supposed to open and I felt so bad and then my mom asked me to like help take care of my brothers and I didn't even say anything. And so I literally went to training camp for 10 days and hadn't said anything to my boss. And he had to fill in the shift for me. I was the only one on staff. So <laughs> it was a oh. big deal. Anyway, I was sitting in the car driving to the airport and I was like, shoot, oh my gosh. And my stomach dropped and I was like, I'm gonna get fired. And so I went to academy when I got back, like right as I got back, <laughs> drove to academy picked up a Academy gift card that was like 50 bucks and I gave it to my boss. I went back up there as a like, cake. Hey, we talked. He's like, yeah. So I got fired literally the day, no way. Th- the day I got back. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, I guess this is uh, okay because like, I feel like maybe I kind of needed some time to, you know, decompress. Did you give him the card? Yeah. Did he take yeah. the card? I think he, he didn't know what it was. I was like, I have something for you. He's like, thanks man. Did uh, he fire you? And then you straight up took it back. <laughs> no, it was it was straight up like so sad. Like, you sure you want to fire me? Check in that bag. He yeah, was, he was such a sick guy. Like Whole he was, fifty bucks on that gift card. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was like fishing with his son, and then he had to come fill in a shift for me. Oh, I, that's terrible. I, so I, that's why oh, I got it for him because he likes dude. fishing. He's been cool. a Christian. I just yeah, he's he was a sick dude. But anyway, what was so weird about that is I had this um, just idea that I was gonna be in a time of transition that was just gonna. It was going to be brief, so me getting fired um, was actually like a good thing in my mind because I felt like I was going to um, just kind of need that time to process. Um, and like later on in that day, I realized that I literally had seven weeks until the race started. Yeah. That is so long, <laughs> and it's like it's basically two months. That's how long you have. It's seven weeks in between. Yeah, and so I got offered a job um, for a month and a half. Uh, the next day, which is crazy. I don't know how that right. happened. So I ended up like getting to work right up until launch, which I would I would say is a good idea. Don't quit three weeks before launch. You don't need to do anything. If you just fundraise, <laughs> seriously. Um, so yeah, it was it was really weird. And oh my gosh, so much happened during that time. But yeah. What do you guys want to? Yeah, I mean, I'll touch on it a little bit. Um, I know that the majority of people doing gap year. Um, are coming straight out of high school. So when you leave on the race, you leave a couple weeks after when, like, all of your friends would be going to college. Oh, yeah. So you're left at home for, like, three what, like three weeks. Yeah. Um, 
while all your friends are doing college for the first time. Um, so that's hard. You, you're kind of forced to just sit there. And if you're not working, you're kind of just forced to sit there and think about it. Yeah. And, and second guess sometimes too. Yeah. Like yeah. the mentality yeah. of that is like, man, all my friends are in college and I'm about to be taking like a year off. Yeah. And it's just like the weirdest state of mind. Like, mm. like questioning if it's really worth actually going on the grades. Yeah. You have a lot of time to think. And um, what would you guys say, like, spiritually, that in-between was like for you guys? It was like, <coughs> it was day and night. It was just so, it was such a harsh contrast, I think. Um, because there were so many cool things happening. Like, my dad, who is, like, I mean, he's an atheist. And my stepmom, who, like, kind of grew up Catholic but didn't really want to go to church. Um Basically, all we do over there is, especially me and my dad, is just kind of have philosophical debates, like kind of targeted toward proving Christians um, wrong in some sort of respect. But it's it's more or less just to like keep up conversation. Anyway, they started like they told me they wanted to start going to church, and I like went mm. to church with them. That was so crazy. Yeah. Um, and I got to have just like so many crazy like like I guess just intimate like one-on-ones with people um it's so dramatic because I'll never see you again yeah. and like you sit in the car with someone you get to talk for a few hours and like people confess their love to you mm. and it's I hate when that happens oh, yeah, so yeah yeah I actually had <laughs> like seven all 12 people times do it happen yeah. <coughs> well mine was for, for charity, charity. So. yours was for charity yeah. <laughs> well but spiritually going back to like what it was actually like walking like in a constant relationship from training camp like with God and being so like poured into going home for me at least was not like what I expected. Yeah. Like Jack was saying, like you have that camp high, but seven weeks is a long time to really fall off of that high. Mm-hmm. Not like I had like given myself these weird like excuses of, Oh, I don't need to spend time in the word today. Let's go meet friends for coffee. And cause I'll be gone for nine months, like spending time with God. That was, like, a huge excuse that I used for myself. You know what I mean? That was mm. the biggest thing for me. Like, coming out of it, I was just like, well, I spent a lot of time at the church anyway because, like, I had been working there or whatever. And so I was just like, I don't need to spend any time with God because I'm about to be on nine months of just hanging out with him and just growing spiritually. Yeah. So my excuse was just like, I'm about to do a ton of that. Right now I can just have fun. and Yeah. It was just a ton of distractions between training camp and launch, so it was just pretty unhealthy. I feel that. <coughs> yeah, I guess for me, it was on the the opposite end of the spectrum. I, I got just radically moved during training camp. Uh, God sent me back, and as soon as I got back home, back to reality, uh, it was rough. It was really hard. Uh, I... I guess most of my friends liked to party, and the first week that I got back, I really struggled with that up until we left, and it's it's serious. It's a serious space in between launch. Yeah. yeah. You, I, you well, like, it It really depends on, like, your, your, what you got back, what you got going on back home, but... Um, I know that it is a common struggle to feel like you have to do these things one last time or you have to do this with those friends one last time mm-hmm. just as like a send-off almost. I know. I know. Will, didn't you have to kiss your cousin before you left? 
that, uh, <laughs> okay, I actually do kind of have like a, a story that I think is a little beneficial. So a little bit at like the tail end of that last podcast, um, I said something about a covenant. So mm. if you don't know this, um, Adventures and Missions makes you sign this covenant. It's actually not called a covenant anymore. It's just like an agreement. Yeah. But we love calling it a covenant. It's like it's basically it, Ten Commandments. It's basically advertises that. It's a huge deal. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> it really is the Ten Commandments. So Holy. W- the biggest, I guess, part that's supposed to be like a shocker to everybody, it's not really, but it kind of is to some people, um, is you can't date someone or you can't like start a relationship, start dating someone while you're on the race. In, in your squad or outside or of Or even squad. after you've committed yeah, to the or, race. Yeah, yeah, after, like, you basically sign up. It's, But they take it pretty seriously. And so I guess I have a quick story on that. So I had been kind of, you could say, on and off um, with someone, but I don't know if that accurately depicts it. We had kind of been, like, best friends for a long time. And she had previously gone on the race, and we were wondering, you know, if we should sort of still kind of pursue, like, a relationship. And it was that time, like, after I had already signed the little covenant or whatever. But, you know, I'd been sort of entertaining this for a while now. Um, and I, like, helped her move into um, college and everything. And I went down there. Um, this is after training camp. And um, we just like, got to talk a lot and, like, hang out with, like, her friends. Um, I, like, stayed over at their apartment. And slowly I started, like um, – Like, I had a lot of time to reflect um, when I was down there, but slowly I started kind of pulling away. I found myself um, sort of torn. Um, I felt like I was kind of being halfway in the relationship. Um, And we didn't really call it dating or anything because, you know, we didn't want to make it an official heartbreak if we had to, like, call it off or whatever. But, um, yeah, basically I I felt like I was halfway in because I was committing to do this race um, and, like, go full in without like the distraction of a relationship back home which it can be a big distraction i think for me someone who is constantly kind of in their head it's it's going to be a big deal for me so like i had to do something extremely extremely hard and like some of you will probably have to do this in fact i know some of you will have to do this because it's it's, happened to pretty much popular Yeah. yeah i had to go like sit with her and like say that you know i think I still have feelings, but, like, to be honest, I don't know if we can really be, like, you know, more than friends. In fact, I don't really know how different more than friends and friends look, you know, overseas. So I basically just said, like, we can't be friends um, while I'm on the race. You know, like, we got to kind of stop talking. And that was that's really difficult to do. But that's that's something kind of have to be, like, willing to sacrifice um, if you're going to do the race, because ultimately, if, if you're just kind of going out and you're calling someone back home all the time, or if you're just even thinking about them all the time, it really, like, you don't think it would, but it isolates you, <clears throat> and people will notice. And it completely distracts from your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. yeah like, big time. big time. Big time. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't, I don't really, like, th- this trip is either to, I, I guess you, if y'all would agree, like, to further your relationship with God, or just because you feel called to do missions, but, like, you can't balance another relationship and try to further your relationship with God. Yeah. And no, it's not, it's not possible. Yeah. Like no matter how, like, I guess godly it is or how holy this relationship yeah. is like, I'm, it's, it's, they're all the same. Yeah. You know, Cause we're all so. human, honestly. 
and the like temptations like not they don't have to be like the darkest temptations but they're real and the, like the temptations just to like like message them back home or call them or it's just distracting for sure yeah i'm interested to hear like a girl's perspective on it to be honest we actually have one um right here Susie. um thanks for joining us today. hey guys i'm just gosh that was stupid of me to say that <laughs> anyway where get we out going? of here Susie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right where's, where's this going <laughs> Luke, did you, what was your, I actually don't know if I've heard personally from you. What was your, like, experience between training camp and launch? So, at the end of training camp, um, we kind of went back to our daily lives, you would say. It's kind of hard when you go back, like, you spend 10 days, like, getting spiritually filled up and filled up in community with your friends. So, you go back home and you lose that kind of. But I would just say, like, if you do go home and you do feel, like, you kind of lost that just make sure you're always like messaging whoever you're um like on the race with to like keep getting filled up and for me personally i did not do that as much as i wanted to so i just spent my time at home i'd wake up in the morning spend no time in the word just because i felt like i got all i needed during training camp so i didn't feel like i needed anything back at home so I just, I woke up, went through my day, got lunch with some friends, came back home, did basically nothing for six weeks. And the last week was really like filling up, like trying to fill up spiritually, uh, preparing for launch. Yeah, I think um, going off of that, Luke, um, that reminded me of like, just reach out to the guys or anyone on your squad um, in that in between. Because they're probably struggling with the same exact yeah. thing. We sucked um, that. We did not do a very good job, and I wish we like did better. But also not relying on each other to be filled up, but also like staying in that routine of spending time with God and actually just like telling Him how you're feeling. Because yeah. I did not do that either. Yeah, I think another topic that we should hit would be relational wise, whether it be like saying goodbye to your parents mm-hmm. or to friends. And for me personally, it was not too hard. It was mm. not. I thought it was harder going into training camp for whatever weird Dude. reason than leaving. I'm se- like seriously than like leaving for nine months. I don't know. I think because for <laughs> myself, I was so prepared. Yeah. Like we literally just went through he double hockey stick for ten days, and now, <laughs> like, I don't know. You also you also sit like I was saying earlier. You sit at home for like three weeks straight. Um, so you're, you you literally like you will mentally Seriously. prepare yourself very yeah. well. And also we're all guys, so yeah. it's yeah. not as emotional. But I think for me it was really nice saying goodbye to friends because <clears throat> um, like I grew up like on Purdue's campus, so mm-hmm. all the friends that I had were there, and like I got to see them like day in and day out. Like I lived five minutes away, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. Like, I just sat at a coffee shop one day, and, like, friends would come, and then they would leave, and another friend would come, and it was really awesome. Like, just scheduling time with friends was really, I think, I'm glad that I did that. I would also say one big thing to actually do is spend time with your family. Amen. Because that is something that I very much regret as of right now, and for whatever reason, I thought it was more important to cram in like you said, like dinner with friends or hanging out. Mm-hmm. But right now, 
I miss my family way more than I miss them. Yeah. For real. And I yeah. wish that I wish that I spent more time. The with funny my thing family. is is that all the friends that I tried spending time with, like before I left, I'm not getting texts from them. No, I love you guys. If you guys are listening to this, yeah, yeah. Some text, I'm on. not getting texts from those people. Same. I get a text from my mom every single time I open my phone. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's awesome just thing. like, I'm just with Alex on that. Like, yeah. there's so many times you're like, hey, you guys, you want to go out to eat tonight? And I was just like, no. Like, I either like wanted to stay home, like just chill, or yeah. like hang out with like a friend or something. No, nope. like l- no matter the relationship you have with your parents before seek you seek it out for sure. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Seriously, I, I know that I regret it for sure. And like you, you will definitely regret it no matter where you are with your parents. Yeah. Yeah. And the Spend thing is, is the race also affects your parents too. Like, it's not like it's just like a one sided conversation type deal. Like it's affecting you and your family as well. Yeah. And that's something like we have coaches on our uh, race. And a big thing that they always talk about is, like, how much that their kid going on the race actually affected Mm. them Mm -hmm. and even affected their walk with Christ and all that. So I think, like, you just have to always remind yourself of that. Another thing that I remember just now about that time. So I think that all of the stuff that's going on in your life up until that point um, can seem pretty overwhelming. but it's also really easy to kind of overanalyze it and think that you're not processing anything when really like you're probably doing pretty well. And there was a time I remember like a week before launch where I had kind of just everything just kind of sat well with me. And like I I had so much time to think about it that I was just kind of done thinking about, you know, I, I wasn't working anymore and I just had some time to go and like spend with my family. And I had this like creative outburst. Um, and for those of you who like make art and that type of thing, I think that's a perfect time to make your art, especially an art that's going to like reach an audience. And like if you have something like that that you cultivate, like I would say like dive into that, too, because like there's not going to be many times in your life where you're going to have a period of transition that's that drawn out yeah. and that dramatic at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you can learn so much um, just in retrospection, like look at the stuff that you made or the things that you said or did or sang um yeah. <clears throat> i think all of that is really important and ultimately like it really helps just to depict kind of um a better picture of like what the race is going to look like for you yeah make a podcast with your friends you know <laughs> just don't do one that competes with this channel yeah that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think on our next podcast because we're running out of time um, don't want to make this too long. We're going to talk more about launch. Um, it's just so much information that I think it deserves its own little yeah. podcast. Um, and then after that, we can kind of start getting into what the race life actually looks like. Um, that'll be, I guess, really where everything kind of kicks off for yeah. us. And really fresh on our minds, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah, this is only month two for us. So it kind of just feels like we just started this whole thing, which we really did. Um, so I guess that can kind of close out this podcast. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to send them over and we'll talk about them as soon as we can. Um, see you guys later. Peace. Peace. Really? You can't say penis in the... <laughs>